0: What's up guys? Thanks for joining us again on the Glory UGA podcast. I'm Tyler and on the other end of the line is my co-host Curtis. Last week we detailed some of the key 2018 names to watch on the offensive side of the ball. So today we're going to flip it around and take a look at the 2018 defensive recruiting board. Before we do though uh, we do just want to remind you to check us out on Twitter at Glory underscore UGA if you aren't already. Uh, we always love discussing all things Georgia with you guys there and feel free to throw us any questions you may have for us, uh, you throw throw us questions there on Twitter and or at our, our email address gloryjpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we do also want to quickly remind you guys about the Commit to the Gales initiative that our athletic department had has undertaken to help support Devon Gales and his family as he continues his very arduous recovery from a, a I mean really it was a catastrophic spinal injury they suffered in Sanford Stadium a couple of years ago. Uh, we're trying to help the Gales uh, raise money to build a handicap accessible home with all the specialized equipment that Devon needs. I know you guys have probably heard all this by now, but just in case you haven't, just want to make sure everyone's getting the information. So if you're able at all to donate anything to this cause, you can do so by uh, texting just his name, Devon, D E V O N, to this number, 706 204 1707. 706 204 1707, and they'll hit you up with all the other information. Or you can really just kind of go online and search for it yourself. I know we're all pretty much tech savvy these days. Uh, And I know a lot of you have already supported his family, but I'm just asking, and I guess the athletic department is asking, that we just not turn our backs on this family now, and if at all possible. I know money can be tight, but if you have any money to spare, I urge you to do whatever you can to help the Gales family. All right, so let's dig into this defensive recruiting board. We have uh, a—I've got to get to the game here. It's an early game, 6.30 game, so we're recording this right now. It's 5.28 p.m. on Wednesday night, so I'm going to try to get out of here by 6 o'clock so I can get to the game on time, and uh, I probably shouldn't get out earlier than that, so that we can uh, give JJ and the rest of the seniors their just due. But definitely didn't want to leave you guys hanging. We want to get this show. We promised you guys a show on Thursday, so we try to stick to what we what we promise you guys. So let's dig into this before uh, we're running out of time. So this defensive recruiting board, Kurt, we, we don't really have time to list every single target we're after. And, and all those names haven't emerged yet, right? Yeah. But we still have a lot of names that are, that are going to emerge. We're kind of in the middle of the camp season right now. We're really just kind of starting the camp season. We've had a couple stops. So you know, We just recently had the stop in Orlando for the Nike regional, uh, Nike opening regional camp there. It's going to be here in Atlanta at Beaufort High School not too long. A couple weekends, so I plan on being there. So still a lot of time for names to emerge. So what we're going to do right now is at, at the current moment in time, we're going to focus on the bigger names at the top of our board at each defensive position. And these are names that if you don't already know, which you probably already know a lot of these names, uh, you're going to want to know these names if you don't know them. And, and like we do with the offensive side of the ball, we're going to focus on guys that we have at least a puncher's chance for. Uh, we're not, we aren't we aren't going to throw out names of just random top prospects that we have absolutely no connection with just because we like them. Uh, these guys that we're going to talk about today are guys that we have been pursuing and are guys that are l- at least listening to what we have to say. I'm not saying they're leaning one way or the other, but they're at least listening to us and we have a shot at them. We're gonna do this a little bit differently than we did with the offense side of the ball. We tried to change up a little bit. Uh, We're gonna go with we're gonna try to make these positions into tiers. So, so for example, we'll start with like the pass rusher position, the hybrid defensive end outside linebacker position, and we're gonna tier this. Okay, in this top tier of prospects that we're after, who would fit there? Then maybe in the next tier, who would fit there? And then maybe at at the bottom tier, who would fit? Uh, and at that position right now, some of the guys that we're after. Uh, so, so switch it up on you guys a little bit. Hopefully it'll make for a good show. All right, Kurt, um, let's start at the top with what I think is the deepest position on the board for us, and the position of need, and that is the hybrid outside linebacker defensive end, basically the pass rusher position in our 3-4. Well, sometimes it's an odd front, sometimes it's an even front, depending on who we're playing and what down the down distance is, but... Uh, that pass rusher position. So, Kurt, who are the names that you have high on your board at that position? So I'm going to throw out, I mean, let me throw out some names for you here and see where you have these guys landing. So, we got guys like a guy, Adam Anderson, that we already have committed to us out of Rome. Uh, we got Britton Cox out of Stockbridge, KJ Henry, uh, Justin Maskell, the guy out of South Gwinnett, who was really high um, in the rankings early on, but he's dropped with the most recent. Rankings update didn't have a great junior season. Really, really, did not really live up to the recruiting hype, at least in his junior season. We've got time to build on that. Quay Walker out of Cripps County, uh, former teammate of Markevious Bryant. And then Andres Fox the guy that we had on campus recently that uh, is out of Alabama. I think Mobile, Alabama, actually. So there's a couple names, Curl. So out of those guys, who are you putting on that top tier? And, and I'm not limiting to you a certain number. If you think they're all similar, you can put them all in the top tier. But if you had to break these guys up, who are you putting on that top tier? It can be more than one guy. Uh,
1: I'm going to go with my top three. I'm going to start with KJ Henry. Okay. And then uh, Adam Anderson.
0: Okay. Henry and then, Anderson.
1: And then I'm probably going to go with uh, Maskell.
0: Really? Okay. So what do you see out of those guys that puts them a cut above the other guys on the board right now? The outside uh, position.
1: KJ Henry, I think he's just a special talent. I think he'll be a big-time player when he gets into the college ranks um, you know, I think he's got all the makings of it. And then you go look at someone like Adam Anderson that and we've talked about before. You know, he's got this similar build and tenacity of uh, Leonard Floyd where he can make plays all across the field. I mean, just in that state championship.
0: Because he, he really played, looks like a clone of Leonard Floyd. You're exactly yeah, right. Yeah, I mean,
1: He was making plays every, everywhere on the field. It didn't matter w- what side or anything. He was making plays. Yeah, And then uh, Maskell, i go with him number three. I know he's dropped, but he's still he still fits that defensive end role which we really really need we don't have many of those i mean when with when herring gets to campus i think we're at that point we'll have three maybe true dms with ledbetter marshall and herring so i think that need at that defensive end is really really big
0: yeah the need is huge this is a position that we have to hit we're losing losing Davin bellamy losing lorenzo carter this year and like you said we got deandre Wolf well, coming up we've got or he's been on he's not coming up, he's been on campus. He'll be a rising junior this year. So he'll be coming a senior year when when those guys leave. And he hasn't really established himself as much of anything besides a situational pass rush on a special teams ace. Uh, then you got uh, Chauncey Manack, who you heard a lot of, he read last year, but you hear a lot about him. He's a guy that I think long term could be a really good player for us. Then you signed some guys this year. You got Robert Beal, Jaden Hunter, but those guys haven't done anything yet. So this is definitely a position of need. Uh, I'm I'm with you in a, a lot of cases here. I, I basically I differ with you with one guy on that top line. I would replace Justin Maskell with Britton Cox if I was put in my top tier. So my top tier, I got Adam Anderson up there. Definitely, I, I totally agree with you at this stage in his career. I'm remarkably similar to Leonard Floyd body type wise, explosiveness wise, his game. There's a, there's a lot of similarities. I'm not saying he's going to be Leonard Floyd. He'd be a top first round draft pick, I'm not going to say that yet, but he's got the makings of potentially down the road being that guy. And you mentioned in that state championship game, against Buford. Not, so yeah, he dominated, but the thing is a lot of times, you watch the high school tape, you don't know how good these guys are relative to the competition, but we're talking a state championship game against, I mean could you maybe call Buford the pre program in the state?
1: Consistently, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I know they're, they're not at the at the highest classification, but I know there's some recruiting advantages there to a degree being a city school, but
1: Still, That goes into what, making them who they are. Yeah,
0: but that that is, that is an elite program. That is as as elite as it gets in the state of Georgia, and Georgia high school football is big-time football. So when you do that against that team, as Buford, uh, yeah, you're pretty freaking good. And he got a bump in their last rankings, but I honestly don't think he got a high enough bump. And I'm not saying that just because he's committed to us, and obviously I'm a Georgia guy. Uh, I just think Adam Anderson is a guy that should be well inside the top 100, and... They have him just, I, I believe most recently right now, he's just outside that number. So, uh, you know, and uh, I'm going pull him up right now. Adam Anderson, yeah, he's 101 right now uh, nationally in the 247 composite. 6'5", 225. But, dude, I mean, he's a top 100 player, right? I think so. I mean, well inside the top 100 there. Uh, I, I agree with you on KJ Henry. The guy's a beast out of North Carolina. I mean, he's top 20 nationally right now overall. Uh, he's a no-brainer in that top line. and his If you watch his tape, it definitely aligns with where his ranking is. So the one guy I'm differing with you here is Justin Maskell. Uh, Maskell. I think he's a good player. I really do. However, like, I I think Cox is a more advanced at this stage than Maskell is. I think Maskell takes plays off from time to time. I don't think he's quite as explosive as Britton Cox. I don't think he's quite as polished from what I've seen. But I, I do see the potential there in Maskell, and I have him just a step below in my second tier. My second tier, I've got Maskell... South Gwinnett, and then Quay Walker. Um, where do you have Quay Walker? Is he in that tier just below them for you? Uh, also, he's, at,
1: he's the very last one because, Interesting. I mean, it's the one that we've really cut ties with and we show him not, not much interest lately. So, Yeah, and
0: we, we haven't, but do you, is is that because we're not interested in his talent or do we just think it's a lost cause with Marcavius Bryant in that close relationship? He's probably just going to go to Auburn to be with him.
1: Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I don't think his talent's on the level of some of these other guys and, you know, it came, to, I think, at the same time. You know, there's a lot of rumblings that you know that offer for you know, when it
0: didn't happen, but the, but for Marquise Bryant's coach, he took you know, it, it didn't. Took, yeah, it, it didn't actually manifest itself. It didn't actually go through. I, I exactly,
1: think, was, but there have been the rumor that you know he offered it to three different schools about him coming the coach and bringing those guys there.
0: But those are rumors. We've Got to say, like, it didn't yeah, transpire. It didn't materialize.
1: There, but if uh, Georgia was that high on both of them. Fine, they would have done whatever they could
0: to get him. And I think one of the reasons that we, as a staff, I'm, I'm not saying we didn't go all out for Marcus Bryant. We definitely wanted him. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I hate the you know some of the guys out there. I shouldn't say I hate them, but I hate when guys say you know when we when we miss on a guy. Oh, we didn't really want him anyway. Uh, come on, that's sometimes no, that's not the case. I just don't like think we went after happened. him, but like I think our coaches. I don't want to say we were okay with not getting him, but it didn't kill us because we know the pass rushing talent in state this year and around the Southeast that we have a really good shot at landing, which honestly I think these guys are better than Marcavius Bryant. If we land them at guys like Britton Cox, KJ Henry, Maskell, uh, I think these guys are a, a notch above what, what Bryant was. Don't you?
1: I agree.
0: Yeah. So you, you got Quay Walker down below for that reason. I'll say this though. Quay Walker, man, that, that dude's an athlete, man. He can play. My issue with him, the reason I have him uh, kind of in that middle level there is I think he's incredibly athletic, and very talented guy. However, I don't know where he fits. Is he really a true pass rusher cuz right now the dude's pretty undersized. I mean, if you watch him play, he plays in space a lot. He's almost like a a 4-3 outside linebacker that's out there in coverage, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. he's 6'3", 215 right now. I mean, so he's he's got the frame where he could add weight, but he is very thin right now. Uh, and he's athletic. Definitely is. And and I and I would be very happy to add him. I think you can clearly find a spot for a guy like that. You always want that kind of talent. Um, but I don't know if he fits our scheme necessarily. Now, you could also, we said the same thing about um, uh, what's his name from Auburn, uh, Carl Lawson, a couple years ago. You know, very famously, later in his tenure, uh, Ty Grantham didn't necessarily think he was a fit for his 3-4 skiing because he was more of a true 4-3, outside, or 4-3 defensive end, not necessarily a guy who wanted to play with his hand out. So we didn't really we didn't really offer him. We didn't really go after him at all. And you saw what he turned out to be. Now, injuries aside, cl- clearly a highly talented player. So sometimes, even if it's not necessarily a fit, you want to add these guys. And Clay Walker might be that type of guy, but he's undersized right now for that position. So you had him down at the bottom. Where did you have Andres Fox? Was he with Walker or is he in that middle level for you?
1: He's in the middle level. Uh, you know, I'm going with these... Uh for me. Six, uh, you know, i probably put Britton Cox right below these three I had, and then put Andre and Quay behind them.
0: Okay. So you, all right? So for you, you basically had a, you had your top level of Anderson, Maskell, Henry. Then you've got Britton Cox just a step below them in that second yeah. tier, and then you've got a third tier as Fox and Walker together, more yeah. or less. Okay. I mean, I, and look, I can differ with you too much there. I, I would just have to advocate for Britton Coxby on that top line. I think he's I think he's a monster. and I think he's going to be a stud player. and uh, He's top 50 now, which rankings don't really mean anything, honestly, I, and especially don't matter until the very end, but just watching the guy play, I see a guy that could be a game changer potentially for us down the line. Maskell, I see that in spurts, no doubt, but I don't know if this is consistent for me from what I've seen, but there's still a lot of time left for season, but I definitely see what you're saying with Maskell and his his overall ability. All right, let's move on to the defensive line position. Unfortunately, this is a position that, you know, we've got some young talent, but we only landed really one guy last year as an interior defensive lineman. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about interior defensive lineman. Um, and this year, the, the class in state is not – it's it's down. It's even more down than it was last year because we don't really have a guy the caliber of Aubrey Solomon. At least we had Aubrey Solomon last year. Outside of that, and him and, him and Wyatt, it was – pretty slim pickings there and it's similar to that insta state except just we don't have that one dominant guy uh there's three guys really on the board that that we've kind of been linked with and uh, that we're that we definitely are pursuing there's this is a position where we're going to be some evaluating done during the spring evaluation period and names are going to emerge but there's three guys right now i at least want to mention here i think are some names that dog fans out there should know if we don't already first guy is robert cooper at south Gwinnett, teammate of justin maskell then you got darnell jeffries and you got a guy uh, that's at IMG right now, but he's from the metro Atlanta area originally. And that's, I think we actually did the, the Kula area, I think, if I have that correct. And that's TJ, and I always screw up his last name, Chimedza. C-H-I-M-E-D-Z-A. TJ Chimedza. We're just going to call him TJ, all right, because I don't want to keep saying Chimedza and getting it wrong. Like a um, So, Kurt, for those guys, let's just go ahead. And for these instead of tiers, let's just, let's just rank these guys. Of those three, who are you going to put at the top?
1: Uh, Jeffries. Really? I think he's really coming on the scene. I think he's one of these guys, that by the time, you know, once all these camp scenes are done, I think he's going to be a guy that sees a tremendous jump.
0: Highly interesting there. All right, so what is what do you see in his game that leads you to believe he's that caliber of a player?
1: I just see a, little, a bigger body guy who can actually still move decently for how big he is.
0: Yeah, and his his actual size, you now. you don't know how accurate and how up-to-date some of these um, measurements are on these recruiting websites. I'm looking at 247 right now. They got him at 6'3", 265, but I think he's bigger than that right now. Uh, he looked bigger than that last time I saw him. I saw some clips from him at the Rising Sun. Yeah, see, I
1: think it's one of these things where he's just now growing into his body, and I think the bigger he gets, the better he's going to be.
0: Yeah, and he's at a Newton High School, same high school as uh, J.J. Holloman, who's currently enrolled here. Making some waves from what I hear, actually, during the offseason program. Uh, but Jeffries, you know, he's he's got that upside, dude. He really does. Uh, he's not rated very high right now. He's only a three-star prospect, with stars, too. I could care less about stars. Just go by what I see. Uh, same thing with Rangers. He's he's, in, he's outside the top 400 right now. But when you watch him play, you see the upside. I, I hear what you're saying there. I see that. Uh, and you see a guy that has a frame that could definitely that, could, that he could grow into. Uh, he has to make being a true... Uh, I think a, a true interior line that has some versatility as well to his game. I don't think you're that far off there. I'm actually a little higher on him than most people are. Just we look at the, the star ranking and the, and the overall rating, like, yeah, you know, whatever, and kind of just brush him aside and disregard him. But I think this is a guy that really could blow up uh, during the camp circuit if he makes some of these camps and in the spring evaluation period. So I think that's a name to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, let's talk about Robert Cooper for a second. Where do you have Cooper? Is he second for you, or is he down there at the bottom? I have him third. I have TJ next. Okay. So let's talk about – let's talk about TJ – uh, did I say TJ TK? TK Chimeza. I keep saying I got it all wrong. TK Chimeza. Um 6'1, 296 is what he's listed at right now. Top 150 prospect, actually at number 150 at IMG Academy. What do you see in his game that you like? That puts him above I think Robert he's Houston. a true run stopper. I really like his game, man. I think he's he's got a he's got a a, a different body type. He, he's shorter, but he's right about 300 pounds. He's six one. Uh, what I, I think, well, that's like a bowling ball it's hard to move absolutely and I think Robert Cooper's more so that way I mean, Robert Cooper's 350 pounds um, but Jemezza TK he uh, this guy is polished of the three he's definitely the most polished right now and I think part of that has to do with the coaching he's getting at, at IMG because, I mean, that's it's a football factory. That's what it is. I mean, yes, you go to school, blah, blah, whatever. But let's be real. They, those guys are there to play football and to almost work as professional, almost basically work as college athletes before college is what they're, they're essentially doing there. And you watch his tape, and he does a lot of two-gapping. Uh, and what I mean by that, if you guys aren't familiar with the difference between one-gap and two-gap, if you're a one-gap guy, you're basically a straight penetrator. You use your quickness, your explosiveness, you have one gap, and you're going to try to penetrate that gap uh, at all costs. If you're a two-gapper – you basically engage with the offensive lineman. You want to you want to use your hands. You grab him essentially, and you extend your arms and you just read. You read the running back. There's certain keys that you're reading there, and you have two gaps you're assigned on either side. And you read the running back, and then you throw essentially the offensive lineman one direction, and then you take one of the gaps based on the the, the reads that you make on your keys there. What basically where the running back's going. He does a lot of two gapping, and he's very good at it. He's very well coached at that position. Now, it's high school. It's much easier to lock out on high school offensive guards and offensive tackles that you're going against and will be against the guys, the big, the big hosses in the SEC on those offensive lines. So that, that's to be said, but doesn't escape the fact that he is very skilled at that position and very skilled as a two-gapper. You usually don't see guys at the high school level that can do that. Usually it's just a straight bull rush or you're just using your quickness to explode past somebody. To see a guy that actually uses that technique at the high school level, I mean, he's very advanced there. Uh so I really like that about his game. I think he's gonna bring some polish already and be ahead of the game there from that standpoint. Um but physically I don't know if he's quite where Robert Cooper is. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Yeah, because Cooper's I mean, Cooper's just a freaking monster right now. I mean, he is three hundred and fifty pounds. He's committed to Florida State right now, six one, three fifty is away he's listed as a top one hundred player. If you look at him, he's he's a true throwback to the guys like John Jenkins. Remember John Jenkins a couple years back? Yeah. Like a true nose guard, that kind of guy. But my question for, with him, and I'm, I'm with you, I have him down at the bottom as well. My question, the reason that is, is not is, I'm not questioning his talent. He's a very talented player. He use, he's, he's pretty quick for his size, pretty athletic for his size. it shows some good strength. And he's got that size where he's just tough to move, like a bowling ball. You know, it's just really tough to move out of the way, which is what you want in a nose guard, in a 3-4 nose guard. But does he fit our scheme?
1: Not as much because, yeah, you want a big guy at the nose guard, but at the same time, I mean, you got to have someone that can at least be a little bit more mobile.
0: Yeah, and those guys, like, there's still a place for them because there are teams that... that I mean, look
1: at Julian. Julian was even having to do pass rushing.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, like, it. defensive football has become... much more specialized over the years with the the proliferation of spread offense the different versions of spread offense there's just every spread offense is not they're they're different they're not the same there's so many different versions They've, they've multiplied tremendously over the years but you see a lot more of that and teams are using the the full space on the field you're using the full the full football field and they are spreading you out and getting you in space and I, what that has done to a degree is it's kind of neutralized that that true nose tackle position, you know, like the guy like John Jenkins. Where if you're facing a a, a true pro style offense, like that wants to pound the ball, it's like Alabama used to be. Now they've kind of they have gone to more of a spread look too, especially with a mobile quarterback. But you right, know Alabama used to be with Trent Richardson and Mark Ingram, those guys. When Greg McElroy was quarterback in the team, and they were not dynamic in the passing game. But when you have a guy like John Jenkins or Robert Cooper that can play that true nose tackle and be a guy that eats up space, that space eater. Those are valuable. Those guys are very valuable in those situations. But those type of offenses are are few and far between these days. They're not extinct. They're still there, so you can find some use for a guy like that. But he's not. Those guys aren't every down players. They're not every game players. They're really just not. You want a guy that that can that's got some more athleticism that can move. So I just don't know how valuable a player like he is these days. Does that make sense? Like he's a really yeah. talented guy and rewind the clock 10 years ago and he's a no-brainer because more teams were still running right at you but you don't see that as often so i just don't know especially when you get in the nickel packages he's not a nickel defense tackle he's just not going to be that so as talented as he is i just i don't know how much we how much use he would get how much of a fit he would be in this day and age but still a talented player nonetheless all right let's move to corner back here quickly i'm gonna throw some names at you I want, to tell, I want you to tell me where they fit in uh in your tiers so we've got Chris Smith. At a Hapeville, I hate. Wow, I sound really country there. Hapeville Charter. You got Christian at Thompson High School. You got Kyler McMichael at a GAC, and then you've got Miles Sims. So, of those guys, where, where, how do you how do you divide up the talent there?
1: Um, right now I have it at Kyler McMichael first.
0: Okay, uh, is he I alone watch. in that top tier by himself?
1: I don't know if I'd say that, but I think he's special because he's also a running back. He's more physical, even though he's he's not he's not a small guy. I mean, he, I think he's around yeah. six foot, six one. No, he's not if small. I'm not what?
0: Yeah, no, he's not small at all.
1: No, but he's also and he's very physical for what he plays. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so he kind of very impressed me. He's one of those good guys that would I think be successful. In what we want to do with our
0: press coverage. And he plays a lot of running. I mean, he's their primary running back at GAC. And he's, I mean, he he fits what we're looking for. He's not he's not like a a six three guy, like a, like in a mere speed that kind of thing. But he's 6'1", 185. one eighty five. He's got good link to him. He's a, he's very explosive. Uh, he's a four star prospect. If that's something you're interested in, he's one eighty six overall nationally, two four seven composite. But he's explosive. He's got great speed. He's got great lateral ability. Great and ball skills. Great ball skills. Absolutely. Uh, and, and like you said, he's, he, he is physical too. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's not afraid to put his shoulder down as a running back. He's not afraid to, to bring the wood as a, as a corner. Uh, he's, and he's got very good hips, which is something you definitely want to look at. He's got the length that like we mentioned that, that would be a good fit. I, he, you're, I'm he're i with you 100%. He is definitely at the top of my list. Um, as the, he'd, he'd be the guy I want most. If I was ranking these guys one through what, four that we mentioned, he would be the top of my cornerback list. But I also think Miles Sims is not far behind. A guy at a Westlake high school. Uh, I think yeah, I
1: think this guy is he's one of those he he's I mean, it's very weird that he's at the same school as AJ Terrell and he's kinda of the same person. He's coming on the scene late like yeah, Terrell
0: did. Absolutely he is. And he he is coming on the scene though. Let's make no bones about him. He's now inside the top one fifty. Uh he's a four star prospect and he does have the, the great link. Six three, one seventy five. A little link. He needs to I would like to see him put on a little bit of weight, but not a ton. Um but He's got very similar athleticism athleticism to McMichael, and he's got even better length. I really, really, really like his game, and this is a guy that I'd like to pick up. If we could get both those guys, if we could get both those guys, I'd call it a day, man, because that that would be, to my opinion, that's an elite cornerback haul. If we land both those guys, I think it's realistic. I'm not saying we're the favorite to land both those guys right now, but I think it's realistic for us if we continue pursuing them heavily that we've got a great shot at them. Um, do you have anyone else that be in that top tier, or is there, are the other guys Smith and Tut a step below? I think they're uh, in the second tier. Yeah. So, do, do you have a third tier, or do you say Smith and Tut are kind of? At the, I think
1: they're. I think they're kind of in the second tier together. Yeah. The thing about Tut is he's just been dropping.
0: He has, man. I mean, he was. You know, he was. I remember watching him, his freshman season up at the Seven on Seven games. Freshman sophomore season. Uh, he was—he actually transferred to IMG, so he was not up here at the 707s last year. He transferred back to Thompson before the season started. Uh, but, at least I don't think he was up here. I didn't see him up here last year or last summer. But, uh, you know, his name was a name to watch early on. In his, and, he, and you I saw it at 707 games. I saw yeah, this guy. And before, I, I, I didn't know who he was. The first time I saw him, I just saw his team play. And I was like, dude, this guy stood out. And you find it out later, there's a guy named Christian Tut, And then his name kind of blows up on the scene. He's, I, I was very impressed with him. But you know the the moving IMG moving back to Thompson. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's that's what had an effect on it, But I don't think it's, it's kind of like for me with Maskell. His junior year wasn't spectacular. He didn't take that jump that you had seen him make from his freshman and sophomore year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but he's still a really good player. Like, just not get me wrong. But I don't think he's quite the athlete that McMichael and Sims are. He's he's not. Quite as long as those guys, I and mean, he's he's not. I should, he's not even close to as long as those guys. He's more compact. He's maybe five eleven, about one eighty five. He's got some good uh, some good weight to him at that size, but he's not. He's, he, maybe not as much for the kind of corner we're looking for with that length on the guy that we've been going after of late. Uh, but he's a top one fifty, still a top one fifty guy. He's a four star prospect. Um, who's a really good player. I'd be happy to land him. I'd, I'd like to get the other guys first. I'd get Sims or McMichael, but I would. I'd be okay if we got Tut. And then Chris Smith out of Hateville Charter. So now, he's a guy that's not quite as highly rated. He's 432 overall nationally. He's a three-star prospect. But, again, who cares about that stuff right now? It doesn't matter. Let's watch these guys play. And I think he's got a similar game to Christian Tutt. I mean, a little bit taller, six, about six foot, uh, a little thinner, 165. But he's got some speed to his game. Um, he's got this the athleticism. He's got enough length. And then he's another guy that I'd be happy to take. But, again, I think you have him in that second tier right along uh christian Tut there all right and let's move the last but not least let's move to uh actually got two more inside linebacker and say let's let's go to inside linebacker real quick there's only a couple names this is a position where i don't know any guys that we're going to say we might take two guys here we've already got one commitment in donovan Georges out of florida uh but there's a this is a position where some names are going to have to emerge the guy, a guy that we're after heavily right now and here's another name i'm going to probably pronounce wrong Terahata, I'm going to go with Terahata Mitchell out of Virginia. And they got J.J. Peterson, who I think projects more as an inside linebacker than he does a pass rusher out of Colka County High School. Um, of those three guys, do you have one guy at the top there alone on a tier, or are they all kind of Yeah, together? i have
1: J.J. Peterson up alone on his tier. I think his athleticism at the inside linebacker position would be huge.
0: Do you think he's going to. Ever be a true inside linebacker though? Because I mean, the dude—he's their primary kick returner. He's pretty much their number one receiver. I mean, he's insanely athletic. You're 100 I mean, percent right it's about the same that. Same
1: thing as that as Dylan Moses, though. I think if he focused true. in that position and put weight on, it would be like an Ogletree type thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got the—he's—he's he's got the frame. He does. He's six about about 215 right now. He's a top fifty prospect, just inside the top fifty at uh, forty nine, uh, four star prospect, and he's crazy athletic and explosive. For that kind of for a guy who's who operates as kind of a pass rusher uh, for them, he's got some versatility to his game on defense too. He moves inside from time to time. Um, but he is true. Like you watch it, I mean he returns almost every kick for these guys. So he's one of the guys back there. And he's a very good receiver, very dangerous receiver for them. So he's crazy athletic. I just I guess I gotta see him become a true inside linebacker before and he's projected, he's listed as an outside linebacker on a lot of the recruiting servers. I just think he projects more as an inside linebacker. Am I wrong there or do you see him more as an outside guy?
1: I mean I think you can see him. I just want to see I would like to see him put some weight on. The truth really Yeah, that's good. my thing. I want
0: to see I want to see what he can do if he is is he still as explosive as athletic if he puts some weight on that you're going to, need to play, that you're going to need to whatever linebacker you play with is outside or inside. I think you got to put some weight. On. I want to see if he retains athleticism. For me, I think Mitchell's the guy. Like I watched this guy play and he's kind of a cross for me Let's say the two guys we just signed this year. He's a cross between uh Monty Rice and Nate McBride for me. He's got the size of a McBride of a, of a Rice and he looks similar. His build 6'2" 235ish. Um but he's got some athleticism like him right now. He, don't get me wrong, he doesn't have McBride's track speed. And he's not as athletic as McBride, but I think he brings the best of both of those guys. A kind of a hybrid between those two guys. And he's a top 20 prospect nationally right now uh out of Virginia Beach and he was on campus a couple weeks ago and we we're making a push for him. So I don't know if we're going to get him, I'm, I'm not, and we're definitely, I don't know if we lead right now, I don't think we can say that, I mean, maybe we do, we just, I don't know if there's enough information to actually definitively say that, but he's a guy that I'm looking at, I really like him, he, he, talk about striking you, I mean, he is a true throwback inside linebacker, he attacks downhill and will absolutely strike you and bring the lumber, I mean, pro. I mean, perfect tackling form, uh, I, I love the guy, I think, and now, he, he, he I don't, he's not a liability. space. He, he, he does he a good job dropping his own coverage. He's not as athletic as, as a Nate McBride. And you need those kind of guys, like a Roquan Smith, and like we said in the, in the day and age with all the spread offenses that have proliferated around the country. But I really like his game. Where do you have him? Do you have him just a spot behind Peterson, or is he down at the bottom for you?
1: I have him right behind Peterson. Okay.
0: So, yeah, and, and that's fair, because Peterson's potential is off the charts, that athleticism. But I just, I think Mitchell is clearly a better linebacker right now than Peterson is. For me. But, I, you know, we'll see how these guys develop. They, they're still in high school. they got time to develop. So you got George just down at the bottom. Yeah. I like – do you like his game, though?
1: I like. It's not that I don't like his game. I just think those guys, may have a little bit more, you know, overall ability. Yeah,
0: potential down the road. Yeah, I, 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 I don't necessarily disagree like with
1: that. Rice will be good when he gets here, but the other guys have more potential.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, can, I can see that. And he's committed to us right now. Uh, for me, I, I have just two tiers for inside I I have Terrata Mitchell at the top and uh, alone in that tier. I got then Georges and Peterson together. I think Peterson has a probably a higher upside than Georges, but he's just got to he's got to show me that he can put on the weight to play that position and maintain his athleticism and speed. Um, all right, so let's move to safety real quick here. I got to go in just a second. So we got four names, to Throw them at you real fast. We got Derek Allen. Uh, who is currently committed elsewhere? He's not committed to us right now. We've got uh, Nadab Joseph, guy who was on campus last week and is currently committed to LSU. He's out of the Miami area. Tyree Johnson also out of Florida, and then Trey Dean, who is a Georgia boy. So, how do you divide up the talent? Those the talent the talent at the safety position.
1: I'm gonna go with Tyree Johnson first.
0: Okay. Do you are you as high on him as as a lot of people are? Because his ranking is he's. Number seventeen Nash is a five star prospect. Do you see that when you watch his tape?
1: I see a good prospect. I don't see that high.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's a really good player. But I, when I watch his tape, and again, this is I have not seen this guy in person. I'd like to see him in person at some point. I haven't seen him in person yet. Um, I see a really good player. I don't see a top twenty player. I don't see a five star prospect. Do you? Not yet, truly. Really. I mean, maybe a fringe guy. I'm just being honest, guys. Like he's he's really hyped up right now. But I think he's a candidate guy that might drop. As the season progresses, I think some guys might jump ahead of him. I don't know. I I, I think he's a really good player, and I would love to have him. He's probably the t- he's definitely is the top of my board of the guys out there. But I, I don't know if he's a true five-star, a top-20 type player. Uh, I don't know if he's got that kind of speed and athleticism. But he's he does bring the lumber. He's plenty athletic. He's got some good speed. He's, he's a guy that can play center field there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's the guy, even though I think he's a little bit overrated right now in terms of where he is ranked nationally. Uh, he's a guy that definitely would love to see us land. Um, who, who do you have coming in right behind him? Or is there another I, guy on I his have, level? I have Nadeem, Johnson, Joseph, and then Trey Okay, and then So that means you got Derek Allen at the bottom?
1: Yeah, because I don't think Derek Allen will pan out as a true safety.
0: He's not going to, man. I mean, the dude's like 220 pounds right now. I mean, I think, I can't I remember the exact number, but when he weighed in at Rising Seasoners, he was way above the 205 he's listed at right now. He's committed to Notre Dame. And, and good for him. I mean, he's out of Lasseter, um, but he's set on playing, from what I understand, he's set on playing safety. But I think he's a guy that could be like an Alec Ogletree, who will grow into an outside. If you're that big already in high school, you're not going to get small, you're just going to get bigger you're going to grow into a, a, a very athletic outside or inside linebacker. And I think that he should embrace that. Now, it's up to him, but I would embrace that because I think that's where his long-term future should be. So I'm with you. I have him, and him down at the bottom there. Uh, I will differ with you. I, I have Trey Dean just a step above Joseph, so I got Allen th- on a tier alone with him. And I would say, honestly, I think Joseph and Dean are on that second tier together. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say there. And then I do think, did I say had Allen at the top? I don't know, man. I hope I didn't say that. Sorry, my brain's kind of fried here. I'm trying to get all this in so I can get to the basketball game. But yeah, I have Tyree Johnson at the top alone. Then I got Joseph and Dean at second tier. And then I got Allen down below because I just don't really think he's a true safety. And I I don't think that our coaches do either. I think that's one of the reasons we might have backed off just a little bit because he stepped aside on playing that, and we might not see him exactly at that position. All right, guys, so that's all we have for you today here on the show. That's clearly not a comprehensive list of all the guys that we're after on the Deemson side of the ball for this 2018 recruiting cycle, but it's at least some of the highlights, some of the names that you definitely want to know and be looking out for. We'll definitely update this as necessary as the recruiting cycle progresses. But those are some of the key defensive names to watch out for in this 2018 class. Sorry I had to kind of rush through this, and so sorry for my scattered brain trying to get uh, get to the game here tonight. But definitely have to support JJ. Hopefully I'll see some of you guys there. Um, maybe we can continue this run. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but uh, for Curtis, I'm Tyler. We really, always appreciate you guys listening to the show. We would not have the show without you. And uh, as always, guys, go dogs!